If you've been a dedicated follower of this podcast, then you're more than likely familiar with my commitment to addressing sensitive topics, particularly within the realm of mental health, specifically men's mental health. It's a subject that I've aimed to dive into more extensively, and I believe this episode presents a fitting opportunity to do so. Recently, I had the privilege of engaging in a thoughtful conversation with Micah and Stephanie, who shared their profound journey regarding their brother Jeffrey's tragic suicide this past summer. In our discussion, Micah and Stephanie articulated how men's mental health and intimate partner violence played pivotal roles in Jeffrey's later years and tragically became contributing factors to his suicide. Since this heartbreaking event, they've assumed the responsibility of not only sharing Jeffrey's narrative, but also shedding light on the critical issue of men's mental health, challenging prevailing one-sided and dismissive stereotypes. All of this is undertaken amidst the ongoing process of coping with their own grief. Jeffrey, no longer able to share his journey, is beautifully represented by his siblings who sat within this very room and recounted his troubled life, struggles with self-esteem, the immense pressure he bore from a young age, and the love and light he sought to impart to the world. His fundamental longing was simple. Jeffrey loved, and above all, desired to be loved. In an effort to further support Micah and Stephanie's mission, links to their social pages will be provided, allowing you to follow and contribute to their cause. They remain steadfast in their commitment, and I trust that your support will aid them on this journey. This podcast has consistently served as a secure space for individuals to express their thoughts and emotions. As we navigate the profound topics discussed in this episode, I emphatically request your discretion. The content may be triggering for some. Please be advised and thank you for your understanding. Yeah, I can't yeah. help you. All I can say is leave each other alone. Well, even to know, like, in the back of your mind, I'm you're probably like, Jeffrey, I was what worried. The fuck, yeah, we're like, worried I about our brother. Know this was yeah. going on like yeah. that, right? I was already worried. Like, whoa, like, bro, I, and I, I had a conversation, so I said, okay. So after that first initial conversation with her, she started calling me on a regular basis. Oh, like, okay, well, yeah. yeah, yeah. But then she started like trying to ask me questions about like my brother's past. Like his past, Fishing like past relationships, past certain things, and I said, first yeah. of all, if my yeah. brother didn't tell you, then it's that's not that's not my story to tell. Yeah. Number one. Oh, but like I just want to know. No, then ask him. Ask Jeffrey. Then don't ask me. Yeah. First of all, my loyalty to, is to my brother. I don't even fucking know you. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and, and so like now, Grant, I'm the type of person. Ste- Stephanie could be cheating, doing what, doing wrong. I'll I might go to her and be like. Because morally, I'm not okay with it. Yeah. I might go to my sister and be like, yo, yeah. that's not right. Like, don't do that. Yeah, get your shit like, together. Like, like, either break up or but, do whatever. But I'm never going to go to right. her man and be like, yo, she, she. Right. that's not my... Um, maybe that yeah, makes me no, fucked no, up. No, I don't no, care. I though, my loyalty yeah. to my to my yeah. family, to my sister, yeah. to my brother, to my wife, you know, all that type of stuff. Not to you. I don't know you. 
you're not my family. I don't, yeah. I'm, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so then she started like calling me and right. And she knows cause you, I was, you know, yeah. like, we live together. So she's like, yo, this bitch is calling you again. She's texting you again. I'm like, bro, she don't stop. Yeah. She's not like, she, it's like every little inconvenience in her life. She's like, she's texting me and calling me about it. Even after Micah provided information, like call yeah. therapist, psychiatrist, see whoever you have to see. It was like, oh yeah, I'll get on that. And no, uh, it was just like to him. And then it got towards his wife. And I'm like, no. Nah, yeah. That's Like too she much. was like very like um clingy mm. towards me. And then she started doing it with my wife, like clingy to my wife and stuff like that. And But then like she would say about certain things, but then she would try to ask questions about Jeffrey. Yeah. And it was just, it was all like just not sitting right with me. Yeah. And so then one day, um, one day I get a text message from Jeffrey and he's like, why are you talking to Jess so much? Ooh, okay. Why are you texting her so much? And I oh, said. Oh, texting her so much. Yeah. Right. And I said, whoa. I said, what are you talking about? I don't, I'm not initiating conversation with her. She's texting me. I got all the receipts. She's texting and calling me. I didn't call or text her at all. You know what I mean? So. She was twisting things to him as if I was like trying to, he was like, oh, it just seems weird because it's like you're trying to get with her or something. Oh, wow. And I said, whoa, 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 whoa. First, I said, bro, first of all, you're my brother. I would never do that to you. That's number one. Yeah. Number two, I'm married. Yeah. I have no interest in your girl whatsoever. Yeah. That woman, and, I, and, I, and it's going to sound fucked up to, to no, I dig ta- it. what I exactly told him was she's damaged goods. Nobody wants her. Mm, there you go. That's yeah. exactly what I told him. I said, she's damaged goods. Nobody, I understand everybody has baggage. Everybody has trauma, but that's a, yeah. that's a fucking, that's a <laughs> smorgasbord of issues. Right, right. Yeah. Like that's a motherfucking buffet <laughs> that I don't want to partake in. Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. That's a Ouija board. Yeah, yeah. I said, <laughs> I said, nah, 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 nah. I said, no, I'm good. Like, no, bro. I said, she's, I said, I can prove to you. She's the one that's texting me every morning. Good morning. How are you? Good yeah, morning. So we weren't sure morning. if she was just deleting every it off of her phone day. and then not showing him that. I'm sure she was. Yeah. Maybe all he saw was just him texting her and it was just like, no, we have receipts. Like, no, right. this woman was doing the most. But she was really like twisting things. And I feel like this is so important to like the broader conversation of mental health with men, domestic violence against men. Yes. Is that because yes. unfortunately the reality is this. When we look at women off the rip, we're already going to sympathize with women over men. Sure. 1000%. That's the re- it's not that I'm okay with that. That's the reality. Yeah. We sympathize with women over men because you know, unfortunately, a lot of domestic violence, a lot of um emotional abuse, um int- or intimate partner violence, um a lot of sexual assault, you predominantly hear about it with women. Yeah. Right? It's like one in every 3 women or one in every yeah, I think I believe it's every one and three women will be a victim at some point or another of sexual assault, mm. which means like you have met someone, probably multiple women at some point in your life who was a victim of sexual assault, sure. right? And I believe it's like one in every four men will be a victim of a sexual assault or you know domestic violence. Those numbers could be skewed. We don't know because we are already taught as men not to really discuss these things, mm-hmm. or we have a different mentality of like, oh, stop being a little we, bitch. We look at it differently. We look at it yeah. differently. Mm-hmm. Don't be a bitch. Like just man up. Yeah. Yeah, when you say emotional abuse, th- that's one of the things that like, uh, and I think I shared this with you where it was like a couple mm. years ago, I, I came to an aha moment with my wife where I was like, I ha- I realized, I was telling her, I was like, I in my previous marriage, I, I am a victim of emotional abuse, but I was so unaware of the language mm-hmm. and didn't have yeah. the tools that I went through it as yeah, I was uh, I was depressed. Uh, yeah. It was I was normal, but but even afterwards, when I was like rebuilding my life, and and I was like, yeah, I was depressed, and it was a bad time in my life. But nobody really sat down with me and went, Joshua, I'm bleeding," and went, "Um, you're a victim of emotional abuse." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "What?" 
but as I'm, uh, my children are getting older, especially my daughter, we're having conversations and I'm hearing stories, stories like this, or I'm reading things, or I see things on the internet where the conversation of men's mental health really is starting to get a lot more focus. Mm -hmm. And you start hearing these stories from men mm -hmm. and the way that they were processing things. And mm -hmm. it's like, whoa, that was me. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be considered somebody that's a victim mm -hmm. of emotional yeah. because what is that? Right. Yeah. Well, she wasn't hitting you. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was like, yeah, but but I was in a place where I felt like I needed to do the right thing as a man. Mm -hmm. I was raised like you don't just leave. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So when you have like an instance like your brother, who there's a lot of things that I'm gathering stemming from um, the loss of your father, where I feel like Jeffrey, you mentioned he wanted the family. He seemed like he was looking for an emotional support system, a structure, mm -hmm. and was unable to see the flags. He was even willing to even hit you up and be like, yo, why are you doing this? Uh -huh. Not realizing how weird that sounded. Yeah. Like, you're talking to your brother, dog. Why yeah. do you think I'm <clears throat> doing that? But, but they're blinded. I, and I think that also plays a part like when we talk about family dynamics, right? Like, our mother was... Looking back on it, I could see how there were many, many times where my mother was emotionally abusive to our father. Mm. Whether oh, it was you I, fat sure. fuck, okay. you piece of shit, like you're gonna have a heart attack and die. You're you're fucking fat, uh, 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 throwing plates at him, and 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 you know, and and it was that back and forth. You know, I'm not trying to say that my parents didn't love each other, no, but right? I because I mean. think it's very possible for people to do things unintentionally, whether it is emotional abuse and all of those things. Or come, they're in a toxic place, or this is like normalized to them. So they're doing, they're, yeah. they're, they're, what's the word? They're mirroring, right? Yeah. They're, they're, it's the cycle. They're doing the same thing that they, they know. Saw. They know where it's going. It's a safe boundary for them, but right to, to children, that's or yeah. to people from the outside, that's like, whoa, yeah. what, what's going on? Right. Here? But growing up, we saw that and we used to be like, oh, mom's. That's just mom. Mom's yeah, mom. being crazy again. Oh damn, mom's, mom's doing this again, or dad's doing this again. Like, and you know, you kind of normalize it. You normalize it in your mind. So I feel like in those instances where those types of conversations were happening between them, like the arguments and stuff like that, he probably saw it as it was normal. It was normal. My my parents did this and they loved each other. So this is normal or this is okay. Right. And there's, there's a justification for it. everybody. If you've never seen a healthy relationship, you, you don't know what it looks like. Right. So, you know, you're just doing, you're mimicking, you do what, what you, you what up, you what know. You yeah. Right. I mean, I was even like that when I met my wife. We were both very like verbally abusive towards each other, emotionally abusive towards each other, physically abusive towards each other in the in the very beginning of our relationship. It's not something I'm proud to say, yeah. but I say it for the for the context of I we grew, we went through therapy, we understood this is not the way that two healthy love the people who love each other treat each other. Yeah. People who respect each other treat they, they don't treat each other this yeah. way. You know what I mean? And like this isn't normal. This isn't it shouldn't be normal. Yeah. And so I think that that also plays an aspect into that because those relationships that he had with other women were the same way. I was about to say all of the relationships he had all, with these women. Yeah. And, and I think, again, you know, we are inclined to always like believe women immediately and not make excuse and we kind of make excuses for women. Right. Like there's so many videos you can go on Facebook or Instagrams, whatever social media you want to, you know, you fancy. And you'll see jokes about women who smack, you know, women smacking their boyfriend. Yeah. Ha ha, is this funny? I smacked, or you know what I mean? I yeah. smacked them, you yeah. know, or like, oh, shut the fuck up. You know, like they're talking to each other crazy. And, and then you'll see comments and comments of people defending that behavior and saying, oh, but that's the relationship with them. That's how their relationship is. Oh, y'all are too sensitive. Y'all are too whatever. Or jokes about 
like the Latina women who will snatch your tires. Oh, yeah. ha, ha, I got a yeah. crazy Latina. That's that's how you know the Latina loves yeah. you when she when she breaks your shit. Yeah. No, yeah. it's not normal because yeah. if a man did it, y'all would be like, whoa, he's abusive. He's toxic. He's a stalker. He's, he's a crazy. Stalker. Yeah. He's crazy. Yeah. I mean, literally like, and you see this all over the internet. Just yesterday, I saw that like it was a dude telling the woman, "Get the fuck in the car, shut the fuck up, bitch." Yeah. She was, you know, she was drunk or whatever. He he puts her in the car. She said, "How you going to?" And they're arguing. He sla- you know, he slams her door. She locks the door so he can't get in. He starts punching the window. Okay. Like screaming through the video, and I'm like, "Yo, this is crazy." And I've seen those same scenarios with women doing it to men, and people are like, "Yo, she's wild, ha ha." Yeah. Like, These women are crazy. These bitches is crazy. Yeah. But in the comments of this dude doing it, they were like, "He's abusive. He's probably gonna be. On, she's gonna be on first forty eight. He yeah. she she needs to run, get out of that situation." So why is it that we're so quick to sympathize and empathize with women, but when it bec- when it's a man, it's like, "Oh, he being a bitch." Yeah. Or like, "Oh, that that's just a spicy woman." No, you're not spicy. <clears throat> you're toxic. <laughs> Get your shit together. What the fuck's wrong with you? That's not the way people talk to each other. Yeah, you don't want to be talked to or treated like that. Why are you doing it? Yeah. We, like we learned this in kindergarten. Yeah. Treat people the way you want to be treated. <laughs> like why right. are we having this? You know what I mean? Yeah. And so so she was twisting it to make it seem like I was like trying to get with her. You know what I mean? Because he was like, oh, why are you texting her? She says like every morning. You do. I said, whoa. I called him immediately. I was like, first of all, I only talked to her because you asked me to get to know her. Mm. You asked me to get to know her because you wanted my opinion about her. Let me tell you what that is. She's fucking crazy. That's my opinion. Yeah. Look at how right now she just pit you against me as if I'm doing something with her. When first off, this is the exact reason why everything I, I save all the text messages that I had with her. And every time I spoke with her on the phone, either Stephanie or my wife was there. Yeah. Because I just knew that this was going to be the conversation. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there was a lot of stuff that he didn't know. It was about a lot when of I had stuff. A conversation when I'm like, she was saying this, this, and that about you. She was saying some wild stuff. And he stuff. was he was unaware of it. Yeah, he wasn't. And, a, we, and were then we, we shared him. we shared the video clip on 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 the video that we made on his um, his YouTube channel where she was. He was like, I didn't even know that. Like, why didn't anybody tell me that? I'm like, bro, we try to tell you. Yes. Like she was trying to like you could tell dig her claws in certain things, and I'm like, yo, he, whatever happened was, in his past, I've been in his past. And then you she don't bring was that saying up. like he was like like he essayed her. Like he was say, she was saying like crazy stuff. Okay, was she saying, was saying that about she him. She was trying to say that about him, but to like to us. Wow. And I was like, you know, uh, like again, yeah. unfortunately, uh, if we're being honest, you know, we what? We sympathize with women first, right? right. We just immediately have sure. to believe women. Sure. With no evidence, no nothing, we immediately have to believe women, right? So immediately I'm like, whoa, my brother did what to you? Yeah. So like now I'm like, bro, what's up? Like, yeah. She's saying you did X, Y, Z. Like, yeah, what's denying. going on? He's like, and he's like, whoa, on. like, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? So Got it's like, you. whoa. like, And I'm so I'm sitting here, I'm like, okay. So she's painting this picture like she's a battered woman. Like he's controlling, abusive, whatever. But he, at the same time, she was isolating him from us. Yeah. So it was like, you know, uh, um, there was a situation where they got into an argument, right? Like they, we were all hanging out at the house. They left for the night. He comes back. She and he's screaming like he walks in the house and he's like screaming. He's saying to Stephanie and me, right? I'm not talking to nobody. I'm not doing anything. I'm not cheating on you. Look, like I don't know who this person is that's calling or texting you and telling you that I'm doing this. I'm not even doing it. Like he's like, 
like he's distraught. Our brother was so distraught because he was trying to prove to her that he wasn't cheating on her. Okay. Okay. Oh, so they got into an argument afterwards. Yeah, because basically somebody they sent her back. a text message. I honestly believe she made that shit yeah, up. Yeah, she, you know, like those little text free app numbers, whatever you yeah. app. So she, it seemed like, and we figured it out, she downloaded an app, whatever, and she was texting, I guess, her phone. Texting her own phone number. Own phone number, like a whole conversation, like crazy. I- just make her own conversation up. Wow. So Jeffrey came back. They had just left my house. And I'm just like, what What the, What just happened? I'm pregnant at the time. I'm like, towards the end. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't be under stress. And yeah. this is what we're doing right now. And I'm like, what's going on? And he's like, just show her. Like, I'm not doing nothing. And she's like, look, look, someone texts and all this stuff. And we're just like. This is a fake number. Yeah. And it, it was. and it, but, but the We're claim like, let's call the her, number. But a claim. It was a claim that it was a girl that he was cheating on with. But it was a girl. The girl's name that the text was like referring to is a friend of Jeffrey's yeah. that they were friends for years, like gaming buddies and stuff like that. Yeah, and doesn't and even live in the same actually, state anymore. Doesn't live in the same state or anything. They had a, like a little fling years ago, whatever, but she didn't like that. He was still friends with her. Like she didn't, he, she didn't gotcha. want him to be friends with her because they had a thing years ago, but they didn't see each other like that. It was like a one time they were like, yeah, Hey, like let's you're lonely i'm lonely like yeah. you know yeah, like yeah, let's, that was there in the whole phase you know what i mean no that wasn't that was way before the whole phase well they were in vegas that's when I oh that one was yeah, okay yeah. so it was during the whole phase yeah whole phase. You pull that to the that way yep just my bad there you go perfect so it was during the whole phase basically yeah so it was like okay um that little that little encounter was during the whole yeah. right it was well before he knew this her. person though but but though during the whole phase is when they messed around got you yeah and so she didn't want him to be friends with her. Yeah. Okay. With her. So I, that's what I think. And that's my like, just uh, assumption. Of assumption it. is that cause she seemed crazy enough to do it. Like text herself, like, Oh, like just trying to separate that. Because again, she was constantly trying to remove him from other people. She didn't want him to be friends with, with certain guys because, Oh, like they're whores. So you must be whoring around because mm-hmm. they're whores. You know, um, it was, it was just a constant, like, you can't do this. You can't do that. Like he was working at a pizzeria. Jeffrey loved cooking. He loved cooking. He would always make pizzas and, uh, um, you know, he's always trying to cook for us, mac and cheese dishes, like from scratch and all this stuff. Like he loved to cook. So she was like, I don't want you working there because I can't be with you 24 seven. I, so how do I know you're at work? Yeah. I can't watch you. I can't watch you. Wow. So it's like, well, I have, and she would say to him and say, and she even said it to me, I have trauma and with my past relationships, then you have to deal with that. That has nothing to do yeah, you're in a whole different with your current relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's not an excuse to now say, you know, you're going to you're going to essentially control this person with the hopes that if you control them even more then they won't leave you. You have an abandonment problem. Yeah. You have a lot of different issues that you need to address that have nothing to do with our brother. So to kind of rewind again, you know, she was um she they come back to the house to argue and scream. That was the first time I physically saw her game because he's like at this point like he's like upset like he's yelling he's like t- in tears yeah i'm not doing anything i'm with you 24 7 i door dash with i door dash so that you can be in the car with me so that you know i'm making money i'm going to make money to try to take care of your children yeah right when i play video games you facetime me and we're watching it together like you see me playing video games at the yes. house and all that stuff so what are you doing Any- so he's like just like you could tell like he's like yeah. He had just it was like at that like boiling point, breaking point, like what more do you want from me? And so she's quiet in the house, just crying and like, I don't like the you know, that you're yelling. Now she's the victim. She's yeah, the victim. She's putting on a show. And I'm look and I'm watching this and I said, you know what? So Stephanie is like, yo, like come like stop, because they were like kind of like arguing with each other. 
And so, you know, she was pregnant. So I got in the middle and I was like, you know what, bro, let's go. So I'm pushing him out the door. She's like just quiet or whatever. I'm pushing him out the door. He goes to his car and he's like, no, you don't understand, bro. And like she, he's losing his shit. I'm like, bro, just drive away. You need to, you want me to go with you? Like, yo, like this calm down. Like it's not that serious. This is, just leave her alone then. Yeah. Stop. Just yeah. leave her alone. Yeah. Like this is not healthy. Just this is not okay. Her house. This is not okay. So then like I'm talking to him at the car. She comes outside and starts up with him again. Mm-hmm. And is like screaming at him and like, you're doing this and you're doing that. And I said, get the, f-. and I told, I got pissed. I said, do me a favor and get, go the fuck away. Yeah. I'm, go away. What the fuck are you doing? Go yeah, away. Why so, come out here for Yeah, we're trying to keep him calm. Right. And here you are going doing all this extra stuff. For what? So then, so then my wife, like I told, I tell my, my wife, I come outside. So I tell my wife, yo, take her ass inside. Take her inside. Like I'm talking to my brother, you know? So they go inside. I'm talking to him. I'm like, just calm down. Like, just okay. Like, just, you know what I mean? It's not serious, whatever. And so he drives off or whatever, but she's still texting him. Mm-hmm. So he calls me and he's like, tell her to come outside that I'm back here. I'm like, no, bro. Wow. No. And she's like, he's like, but she's telling me to come get her. So she's playing this game. Yeah, both sides. You see what I mean? Because in the house. Help which, me, but don't help me. Which was unbeknownst to me because I was outside with Jeffrey. She was in the house with Stephanie, my wife, and um, Stephanie's um, boyfriend talking about like, I feel like I'm being, like, I'm being abused. Okay. Yeah. Right. So this is all her trying to plant these seeds. Yeah. Of that he was controlling her yeah. and everything. So Stephanie asked her straight up. I, I think it was you or, or or your boyfriend. Um, like I said, I was outside, so I didn't know the conversation, but I just know that they asked her three times. Oh, that was. That do was you want to go with him? Yeah. Are you? Do you really feel like you're being abused? Do you want to go with him? Because we, if you don't feel safe, we will take you home. Because she had come in his car, we will take you home and we'll make sure that he leaves. She was fine after that. I was just like, no, I'm okay. Oh, of course. Yeah. No, I'm okay. We're fine. We will we t- because we can remove him from, like, we will remove him from the situation. Mm-hmm. Like, as his siblings or whatever, whatever we need to talk to him and tell him about or whatever, we will remove him from the house. Yeah. We will get him out of the situation. She went with him. Mm-hmm. Okay. A few weeks later, mm-hmm. mind you, a few weeks later. Leading up she, to his She, mind you, I had told her, I'm not going to play your game. Leave my brother alone. I'm not gonna play your game. Don't call me for this bullshit no more. Okay. I don't know what I don't know what game you're trying to run, but I'm not with it. I'm not with it. Just leave my brother alone. Leave me alone. Leave us alone. Like, uh, like this is this is getting out of hand. Yeah. Okay. So she stops texting me. She starts texting my wife. Okay. So, um, shortly after that, he's she's like texting texting my wife about how controlling my brother is and all this stuff because she wasn't getting nowhere with me anymore or stephanie anymore i was talking to her i didn't care for her um and so (laughs) she started doing it with my wife and my wife is like like she's texting me she's telling me that your brother's controlling like i just like that's your brother's like that i'm like (laughs) no you know what i mean so she kind of kept going with that whole thing and um uh uh fast forward like maybe like two days after that she calls my wife like whole show puts a whole show on oh i'm scared jeffrey has a gun he's oh. in the house like he won't leave he's outside my house mm-hmm. he's banging on the door and then click hangs up the phone and i said what the fuck is going on this is like, like one in the morning i'm like what oh, the wow. fuck is going on so we're calling her back calling her back and i'm trying to call jeffrey he's and not he's answering. trying to she's trying to call jeffrey and we're trying to call back 
the girl and no so now i'm like what the fuck just happened you're talking about he has a gun all this stuff like so you we know. send a unit over there so we sent so basically like we sent police over to her house because she they didn't, didn't nobody know. nobody yeah. was responding jeffrey jeffrey wasn't even there Jeffrey was home. Jeffrey had been game. home his all day. His phone died. That's why games. it was just going to voicemail. It was it died. he was playing his video game. He was like, "What are you talking about? I'm home." Wow. This whole time I'm home, and I'm like, "Home?" I'm like, "You weren't just at her house." He's like, "No." He said she'd been kicked me out of her house a few days ago. I, he, I haven't he even been there. He's like, I haven't even been talking to her. Yeah, he's like, I haven't been talking to her because she she like did, she wasn't like responding to my calls or text messages. Yeah, like, so I'm just and we saw it on home. his phone too. Even after he passed, and we were like, "Yo, he was right." He like was he wasn't home. lying. He was home playing video games, and his best friend confirmed that he lived with his best friend. And he was like, "Yeah, we've been here the whole time." His phone died. Jeffrey's phone died. I suppose he forgot that he had it. He didn't have it on the charger. Right. So I was like, "No wonder I couldn't get a hold of you." And I didn't think to call his best friend because his best friend works different hours. So I was like, "I don't even know if he knows he's home." Yeah. He's like, "Yeah, we're playing video games. We're home the whole time." But she sat there, and made it seem like Jeffrey was at her house yeah, trying to like ready to hurt her hurt and all the stuff like that and the kids are there and they don't know what's going on or they're sleeping I don't know some weird shit so at this point now she stops now like there's no communication with us and her our brother is barely like like reaching out to us like not really like coming over anymore like seeing us I'm having I like probably like a few weeks before everything happened um, I'm having a FaceTime conversation with him and I see her in the background just like trying to be nosy and look yeah and um i was like yo who, like wh- what was that i said oh she's in the background and so he turns around he was like can you give me privacy please i'm having a conversation with my brother and she's oh hi micah and i was like wow you, i said you dead ass so she was like he would like she was like trying to pop in and out of the video the whole time and he got pissed he was like you know i don't do he was like i don't do this and he said it so calm he was like he was like yo i don't do this to you like when you talk to your family and stuff, I give you privacy. I asked you three times already to give me privacy. I'm talking to my brother. And he literally, she turns the phone around. He's like, look, I'm talking to Micah. Yeah. And she's like, oh no, I just wanted to see if you wanted to eat. He was like, no, you're not. You're being nosy. No, yeah, absolutely. You're yeah. being nosy. So he literally like walks out the house and we're talking or whatever. And I said, bro, this is not, this is not okay. Yeah. Like this is not okay. Why? We haven't. We can't even have a conversation because she's constantly like inserting herself. Yeah, that was my. That was my. My next question really was. I knew right away. You guys mentioned that you kind of tell the vibes were off. Yeah. But at one point, was it like you need to remove yourself? Yes. From her. Yeah. Yes. We told him to show me. He, that's when this is like maybe two weeks before his death. Um, he sends me a text. He's like, "Sis, can I come over? I like, I really want to talk to you. I need a like, I need that brother sister time. Like, I need to seriously talk to." Him. I'm like, "Yeah, that's fine." I was like, "When do you want to come over? You know, whatever." Um, he was like, "I'm gonna have her drop me off if I can come over today." I'm like, "That's fine." I'm like, "Come over." I was like, "You know, I got some running around to do at the mall. We'll all go together. You spend time with your nephew, um, and and your niece, and all that, and we'll just go." He's like, "All right." And then Micah came along with us for a little bit. No, that day uh, I didn't. A separate day, right? Oh, I'm getting that confused. Two days. Day. Okay, yeah. Well, oh, that's right. I was with um um. It was because remember? No, remember because he Facetimed me because you lost your phone. Oh, so that's we right. That was Facetime a different day. Yeah, to, that's why no, I felt like you the were there. Day. Yeah, yeah. Later on that day, that was earlier in the day where he came. Anyway, scratch anyway. that. So we went. To, he came over, whatever. Um, yeah. So he came over and we were talking. We went to him on. I could just tell he just looks defeated at this mm-hmm. point. He just looks like he hasn't been eating. He, his eyes are like dark circles. They look like an owl. I'm like, bro, what's wrong? And he was like, just dishing everything out listen i don't know what to do anymore um i want to leave her i'm thinking about going to a shelter um what can i do whatever so i was like listen if you want to stay here you're more than welcome to stay here but he's prideful he's like i'm not going to go to my sister's house again and whatever stay here i said listen 
we have the room, we have the space, we'll start over. So he's like, but he, he used to make comments like, you know, at this point, I'm just going to off myself, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, he that's not. Say, he would say yeah, he was, he was at this point because he was just like, I, I feel like I'm better off. You know, you, nobody has to worry about me. I'm, yeah. I feel like I'm, I'm a, burden a burden to everybody. Yeah. Um, I don't want to go to mom's house. I'm not going to go see Micah. I'm not going to do this. I'm not, I don't want to do any of that. And I'm like, no, I'm like, well, we want you here. I said, how fair is that? And, and, and me being selfish because I'm just like, well, I don't want you to see you do that. Sure, but I'm like, yeah. I'm like, how does that help us out? trying yeah. to help you out help your nieces and your nephew they they love you you know you hear they love you, you know try to get that reassurance that we're here for you no matter what don't let this one person this is a person that you said ah fuck bitches and get money yeah and now it's the point where she's dragged you through the mud and she's dragged you to dirt and you're like i can't do this anymore and i'm like we got you though bro. i'm like yeah. bro we got you we're here for you my boyfriend told me hey listen bro whatever you need and at this point he doesn't he usually carries a gun but he didn't he didn't have his gun on him that day my biggest concern was like i need your weapon i need your firearm i'm like hey listen i have a safe upstairs once you bring it to me, take everything apart, put everything in the safe. Because my biggest concern back in my head is like, sure. I don't want you to hurt yourself. Sure. Or and the he, kids. Yeah, the Not kids. Or hurt any, the kids, but yeah, the yeah. kids hurt themselves. Yeah, hurt themselves, whatever. Yeah, or like if you're going to come back and start, you know, come into our house, whatever. We have everything in our safe. Yeah. You know what I mean? We don't want nothing. The kids don't know where it's at. And we have everything yeah. hidden from everything. Um, so I'll, he was like, yeah, I'll bring it. You know what, sis? Yeah, I'll do that. Or, or, you know, when you go to a shelter, you can't have no firearms, no weapons on you. And the thing is that he was saying, well, I'll just go to the shelter on Monday. I'll bring the firearm to you. Yeah, he was like, I'll bring it to you. I'll go to the shelter that that Monday Mm. because this was like. um, He was leaving her because she was upset. And the thing was, the funny thing was, he wasn't even allowed to come to my house that day because she was like, well, what if you go to your sister's house and then you don't come back? And then she just keeps you from me or whatever. He was like, it's my sister. And that's what I was going to do. But he was like, it's my sister's house. Like, I'm going to go see my niece and my nephew. I haven't seen my brother and my sister in a long time. And you know, this is a concern. Yeah. And then she was worried about how do I get on your sister's good grace? So that she can be in the house, I said, uh, tell her she's not going to. Right, right, right. <laughs> because, right, because right. I'm not There's that type of person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have a lot of going. How do I get back in your sister's good grace? Uh, that's not going to happen because not nah, at this point, I don't even like you. Yeah, I'm going to keep you like this because my brother's there, whatever. For now, so I get him out of that, remove him from that situation that he's in. Because she, I don't care for you, and, and and that's important to discuss is is like emotional abuse, the um, intimate partner violence, domestic violence, and stuff like that. This is something that builds up over time. It doesn't. Yes. It's not just like you know your first date. They're punching you in the face. Yeah, like, no, no. You know yeah, what no. I'm saying? Or or, or, yeah. or or like you know, this is something that you're slowly chipping away. Yeah. You know, he, she was chipping away at this person. And then when you add into the factor that Jeffrey already had low self esteem or felt like low self worth, like he can right. do no better than her. Right. And I feel like this is that's a great. That's exactly what I wanted to really touch base on because mm. I'm sure by this point, for those that are watching and listening, you are going to have these people with the comment of, "He, why didn't he just leave? Yeah. Why didn't such and such just leave? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I think it's way easier to have that level of thinking without putting in the consideration. There is a, there is a very slow process, mm-hmm. A, that he, that he went through. Uh, it's it's like this courting uh, of the 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 person that's doing the damage courts mm-hmm. these people, mm-hmm. uh, but but more so when somebody is in a state of they they're, they deal with depression, uh, low self esteem. Like I, I'm speaking of experience mm-hmm. personally, where a lot of my relationships were with women that had problems, mm-hmm. and it always really tripped me out, and it. It, I always you are what you attract I, 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 yeah. or you attract what you are but not only that you're yeah. also like trying to be like I can save you yeah 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 I'm a good person I I feel bad for you I can save you there there's I so can much fix you I can fix you I can change you. I see the worth in you yep yeah and also when you're raised to be a certain type of gentleman mm-hmm 
you start giving it to the wrong person, you can't tell. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a lot of different things that are going on here. And, and I'm sure like um, that was difficult for the both of you to, to see your brother kind of like in this cloud mm -hmm. where it's just like, do you not see mm -hmm. the shit show that's going on here? And again, like you said, it happened over time, sure. right? Yeah. Because, and it always starts with the love bombing. Yeah. You know, because when they got together, it was like, he's so great. He's so amazing. I love him so much. Oh, you're so smart. You're so capable. I'm going to help you, you know, get your GED. I'm going to help you do this. And you're, you know, and it was all that like support that, yeah. you know what I mean? And everything. And then it turned into, I don't want you to work there. Yeah. I want to spend more time with you. I feel uncomfortable when you talk to these people. Why doesn't your family like me? And I feel like they're trying to break us. Maybe you should just stop seeing them. Mm. And that happened over time. So what, what effectively happened at that point is you've isolated him from his friends and family. Yeah. Now that makes it easier to control somebody when they have no support system. You, you have taken the financial um, stability away that he had when he was working. Right. Um, then he lose like his car breaks down. And because you won't allow him to work, anywhere else but fucking DoorDash, mm. how's he supposed to get the money to get a car to like rebuild? Fix his, fix his car, get You know what I'm saying? No, so 1, like, you, he, she effectively put him in a bubble. She, he was very dependent on yeah. her. She made it so that he depended upon her that when... She made him handicapped, basically. She, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, you, you have effectively disabled this person from being able to do anything without you. Yeah. And that's the component that a lot of people don't understand. They say, well, she could have left. How? He went even when with having the 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 possibility of he could have went to to live with Stephanie, the pride is like, well, I don't want to go back to my sister's house or I don't want to go back to my mother's house at 34 years old. I, I should have it figured out for myself. Mm. Right. So he said, OK, I'm going to go to a shelter. Well, guess what? When he goes to the shelter, we don't have space for you. Yeah. Wow. But if it but Turned but if away. it would have been a woman and a child, they oh, would have made space. Sure, one thousand percent. But You're because right. he was a man, it's like, uh, well, we don't, we don't, we don't have any like spaces right now. So yeah. like, it is what it is. And he made phone calls. We saw it on his phone. We made phone calls, text messages. They were like, oh, we don't have it. Try it again Monday. Come again Tuesday. He's like, all right. And at that point, it was just like, it's he like, just what do you defeated. do? He's like, yo, I can't even go here. I can't go there. It feels like I'm trapped here. And wow. I'm like, and we kept bringing him. Like, hey, listen, he was supposed to meet up with our mom and, and us that that day that he that passed weekend. that weekend. And it was just like, he's he like, stay with us for the weekend. Stay he was trying us. to get into that shelter on by the Monday. He yeah. he passed away on that Friday. Yeah. Let's uh, let's because I'm looking at the time and I know you yeah. guys got a boogie yeah. soon, but um, uh, we got about 35 minutes here. Mm. Um, it, let, let, if we can, if you're no. comfortable yeah, with yeah. it, and, and I know, like, I'm really grateful and I'm really appreciative. I'm, <clears throat> I'm sure this is the unteeth time you've told the story, but I also know the drive behind it and the passion that you have right. for it. It's very very important for you to get this message out. Cup the, the the story of your brother, but also really the the like we mentioned the elephant in the room, which is yeah. uh, men's mental health. You uh, when did your brother pass away? What what day was that? July second. Okay, it was July second. Who found out? I'm sorry, no, June second. June second. I don't know why I said July. It was June, June 2nd. second. It was literally the day right after they finished school. Kids oh, were finishing 2nd. school June second that okay. Friday. And um, I, I, I watched the video. For for those that I'm, is it okay if I supply yeah, yeah. those links in yeah, this yeah. episode because there is a video of your brother. It was it's pretty much the last video he made yes. before mm -hmm. he killed himself, where mm -hmm. he he is pretty much letting it be known the circumstances yes. that he was living under. Yes, and that goes back to and, that's, when, and we didn't even post the whole video because okay yeah he gets into some very um detailed information between the the abuse that was happening in the house for one and for two he put her face 
yeah. in the video. Like so, yeah. she right. was so, there. So when I had to chop. No, some yeah, of it up. I, yeah, I definitely. Yeah, that's so what I was we couldn't put. That I know you part. were cutting out a lot because yeah, we want the viewers to know that she was sitting right next to him when she he was sitting. There was a point where she kept. She turned her back. Yeah. to the camera. Um, and so it, it it was very very it was very it was very sad because mm-hmm. it, it kind of came off like um, I felt like at that point he was very much aware of where he where he was going to go, what, we, what he was getting ready to do. And he was yeah. letting her know. both know her know like his final. Yeah. This is what the fuck I've been dealing with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's a shame that it took that for um, a, a conversation to come about. Mm-hmm. Um, but nonetheless, we're here uh, June 2nd. Um, can you, can you give me a, a brief rundown of, of that day for the both of you? So to talk about June 2nd, we have to talk about the night before. Fair enough. Um, so Jeffrey, had, well, two days before, actually. Two days before June 2nd, um, he was having some health scares. He was concerned about his heart health and everything like that. Um, Jeffrey was dealing with um, high blood pressure. And so he was going to the doctors and stuff like that and just trying to, you know, figure out what was going on, make everything, you know, good in that aspect. Um, And they had already got into it because she was upset about the fact that he wanted to call our mother and discuss his health situation with the with our mother before he discussed it with her. Okay. so he left. She left him in the middle of the street off and like on the highway because he was she was mad at him because she he told our mother about what was going on at, like with his health. Before he told her. Before he told her. Even though she was in the car with him. So it's like, you're kind of like telling them both at the same time. Fair enough. But she got mad, left him. This was the first heat wave of the summer. So it was like 90 something degrees. Jeffrey had asthma. Just left him there to walk home. Where where at? Compa- I, I guess I'm like, uh, where was he left off versus where he lives? Is that the day he spent hours in, in the city? Yeah. She left, she, she left him, I believe, on uh, uh, Lincoln Highway. And then he walked, he, had the, he walked all the way from Lincoln Highway all the way to the Turkey Hill on Plum Street. Lincoln Highway. Yeah. So imagine the highway walking out. He has bad. He has severe asthma. It's sure. bad. Um, so that being said, he was there for a couple hours. He was texting us and all that stuff. And um, we didn't even know he was. I'm working. Well, uh, no, no. Oh, you're going into you talking about the two days before. Yeah. That was before. Yeah, yeah. I'm working, right? But he's texting you. Yeah. You know, I'm working. He's texting you and he's telling you, you know, like, hey, listen, we didn't even know he was sitting in the city because we all we usually have our locations on so they can kind of see where our location. Did you have Jeffrey's location that day? Yeah, I forget. I location. Yeah, yeah. So I guess what he hit you up. Um, you guys are the texting next back day. No, the next day, which would have been June first, mm. that night he he te- he sends me a text message, <clears throat> and he says, um, it's like it was like ten thirty at night, eleven at night, and he was like, hey, um, can you send me some money for Uber? I'm paraphrasing. Send me some money for Uber. Um, I was like, yeah, I'll send it to him. Uh, I'll send it to you. Um, and then, um, you know. He he was like, oh, never mind. The Uber wasn't running. She was going to pick him up. I, I offered to pick him up. He said no. I said, look, I'm only 20 minutes away from you. He was on Fruitville Pike. And um, she was like, oh, no. He's like, oh, Jess is going to pick me up. Um, and then, like, I told him, I was like, okay, we well, want me to send you money for food. He said, no, I haven't eaten in 18 hours, and, I, and I'm not hungry. I knew something was wrong. The moment he texted me to ask me for money for an Uber. Sure. I will never forget. I turned to my wife because I was upset. I was like, you know, Jeffrey only ever hits me up when he needs something. Mm. And it's like, you know, why can't he just call me just to talk or to like whatever? Like it's been so long since we would just call each other just to talk about stuff. But every time he needs money, he calls me or texts me. And my wife was like, so don't, don't, don't give it to him then. And I was, and I don't know why I said it. I literally looked at my wife and I said, no, because if my brother kills himself, I don't want that on my conscience that I could have helped him and I didn't. Mm. 
um, I still feel like I, guilty. Like I should have just picked him up. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I knew where his location was. I was like, yo, I'm 20 minutes away, but I, you know, I was tired, you know, all the things I'm tired. I got to work in the morning. It's late. Oh, I got to drive there. Where am I going to take him? Cause I would like, I didn't have my own, I didn't have my, own, I don't have my own place. So where am I supposed to bring him to? So I, I just talked to him for a little bit. I said, All right, I love you, bro. Be safe. She's, he said, oh, no, I'm, I appreciate it. She's going to get me. Everything's fine. Everything's whatever. And I said, All right, I love you. He said, I love you too. At least I feel like a little bit okay that I got to yeah. set, say <clears throat> that I love him and everything. And then the next day, he sent me this um, this text message about uh, Monopoly Go <laughs> to play. <laughs> and I was working, so I couldn't. And I, I, so I said him, I said, hey, I'm working. I'll play with you later. But you okay? Did you eat? You know, and he was like, yeah, I'm okay. Everything's okay. That was about like two o'clock in the afternoon. And then by 7.30 that night, I got the, I get the call from, I was talking to my mom and we hang up the phone. She got, and all of a sudden, as soon as we hung up, maybe two minutes later, she started calling me again. I was like, I'm thinking maybe she just forgot to tell me something. So I declined the call, but then she kept calling and I'm like, okay, something's not right. So I, I answer and I'm like, it's not my mom. It was it was a police officer mm. calling from my mom's phone, and I hear my mother like I'll never forget the sound of my mom screaming. Like that sound will forever be that. There's something about that scream, like a mother losing their child, that will never like leave my brain. Um, and I'm thinking at this point, I'm like I'm thinking something was wrong with my mom because my mother has heart condition, and um, you know she has degenerative. Um, it's um coronary artery disease, but she also like she's in heart failure. Okay. Congenitive um what is it? Congenitive heart failure. So Yeah, that sounds right. So yeah. I'm thinking something happened to my mom and that maybe it was like, you know, ambulance, whatever, and I'm telling like what's going on and so the police officer's like, you know, I don't want to tell you this over the phone. How 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 fast can you get here? Tell me what. Well, yeah, when you hear that, it's yeah, like, like, just tell me, tell me that. Yeah, I said, tell me what. And he said, you know, I'm sorry to tell you this over the phone. You know, your brother passed away. And I was like, at first, I'm not going to lie. It's going to sound fucked up. But I was like, which one? Because I have yeah. other brothers. And if it's the one, then I don't care. Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. And I'm thinking, honestly, like the way that he lives his life, the other, the other brother, like that wouldn't be a surprise to me that he's dead. You know what okay. I mean? So I was like, oh, is it this other one? Because <laughs> like, I'm not thinking Jeffrey, you know? Yeah. And so he's like, no, you know. You know, D'Angelo, Jeffrey D'Angelo, Solis, like, you know, him. And I lost it. And I, I rushed over to my mom's house. You know, I'm calling her and I'm like, yo, I need you to meet me at mom's. And she's like, what? I said, I don't want to tell you over the phone. Just meet me at mom's now. Like, it's important. And I, she's like freaking out at this point. And then the phone I kept her. breaking out because he kept saying something about something happened to Jeffrey. And I'm like, what? Because I was point, driving down yeah. um, E-Town Road. At this, and at this point, while he's driving. is not very sure, good. Yeah. Sure, while yeah. he's driving, I'm already at like, I'm like dinner. I'm like a mess at this point. Yeah. I'm at a dinner thing because I was about to pick up Jeffrey for dinner. I'm like, we're supposed to meet up with him. So I'm like, he's not answering my phone call. That's not unusual. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to pick him up. We're going to go me, him, my boyfriend, and our, and our son. And I'm like, we're going to, you know, go to dinner. I'm like, no, he's not picking up. Maybe maybe he fell asleep or whatever. Because he'll take a nap in between. And he'll hit me up later. I'm like, hey, listen, I, I fell asleep. Whatever. My bad. So I didn't I didn't think nothing of it. Um. So I get the call from him and I'm like... And she's like, what happened? What happened? I said, I don't know. I'm going to find out. She's like, well, why would you call me and tell me that he's gone, but you don't know? We just got our phone. And I was like, I don't know what happened. I'm like, I just got off the phone with the police. Like, I'm going to mom's to figure out what happened. So when I got to my mother's house, that's when they told us, told me, like, you know, you know, they found him in the, um, I said, where? Yeah, I got where? a separate call from the officer. I too, said, where? After he called me. Where, where? You mean you found him? Where? Like, what happened? 
And they're like, you know, on Granite Run, you know, he 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 shot himself. And so my mother's like flipping out, of course, and everything. And um, so it's that, so my you know my mom's like, well, did you tell Elena, which is my niece, her her daughter? I and like I'm like, how do I tell her that? What do you mean? Like, what do you mean? Like, how? Like, I'm, I don't know. How do you want me to tell these people? Like, what do you, what do you mean? Yeah. So, um. But I don't think they realized that my daughter already called me and was like, something's wrong, mom. And I'm like, well, where I are you at? She was crying. She, she heard. I'm trying to calm I've, down. She heard me on the phone with the police. So she, when my, when I ran to go change my clothes, cause we, we had her for the weekend. She was going to st- spend the okay. night. Okay. Okay. Like she was sense. spending the night with me yeah, and yeah. my wife, you know, every couple of weekends, sometimes we would like you know, spend time with her and sure. stuff. So she was spending the night. Yeah, she called me like you could tell. It was like she was kind of whispering. Like I don't think she knew that they they weren't around. And I was like, "What's wrong?" She was like, "What happened to Theo Jeffrey?" Whatever. I was like, "Because I talking was screaming about? to my my yeah. wife because I went to uh, ran to put my clothes on." Yeah. She's like, "What happened?" I said, "We have to go to my mom's. Like Je- Jeffrey's dad. Like Jeffrey, I have to go to my mom's house." And she and so we're like rushing, and I and it didn't dawn on me until like we were in the car, and I see my niece in the back crying. That I'm like, "Oh my god!" Like she yeah. heard everything I said. Yeah. You know what I mean? So from there on, you know, obviously we were like, I'm, I'm, after I hung up with Stephanie, I was immediately calling the girlfriend. Yeah, I called her too. Like I'm driving to my mother's house, calling this bitch. Like, cause I'm thinking already you were the last person. And this was before I knew what yeah, happened. I was about to say, you didn't know the details. I didn't oh, know I the texted details. her. I was like, this I just, is all your fucking fault, all that. Didn't I didn't get know a the details yet. Were. So I was already like, I'm calling, like thinking like this can't be right. So I'm calling her to confirm like what happened. And is this true? But she did, like she blocked me. She blocked Steph. She blocked our mother. Like she blocked us all of like us. Like if you're innocent from shit, from social why would you media, block us? from why phone would you numbers, block everything. No decency so, to call anybody. Yeah, she blocked all of us. Like the only way we were able to get in contact with her was my wife had to literally go on TikTok. Yeah, and find her, her on TikTok and send her a message just to get her to contact us because she had all of our brother's stuff. Wow. She told three different, four different versions of what happened. Obviously, security. The, there was security footage, so like, yeah. so we already like know what happened because, you know, he did that on Granite Run, like right in front of businesses, like in that business. Uh, that that's nothing but businesses along yeah. that drive, right? Yeah. yeah. So that that's when, uh, and then if, I, if we figured something, I was like, Jeffrey always records certain things. Yeah, he had, he hey, had a, a pro. A he go- had a GoPro, and he always and I immediately when I found out that this happened, um, that I said. I if I I said I know we know our brother like mm. back of our hand right I said I bet you there's gonna be footage on that GoPro. Mm. There's footage of on the GoPro. I said there has to be footage on the GoPro. It was on, on his phone. On his phone. Yeah, he had it on Jeffrey his phone. Jeffrey records everything. Mm. Jeffrey records everything. So whatever it's gonna be on his phone or on that GoPro. So we were looking for that. Okay, I got you. I got you. Um, but the police were the ones that had it because she literally when he did what he did, you know, when when he shot himself. Um, she didn't help. She didn't do anything. She I just saw the called. footage myself. Yeah, no, I know. I was remembering watching your video, and and at this time, I was, I was kind of like, kind of baffled, very baffled actually, because yeah. it didn't surprise me that somebody like that wouldn't. But it's also like, wow, you didn't even rush out. Um, I do recall that you were able to get the get access to the footage. So when you see something like that, um. Because you're, you're looking at it as a sister, but you're also looking at it, you're looking for information, you're looking for anything, really. Yeah. 
What's going through your mind at that time? So I was telling my brother, I said, hey, listen, I said, when I, so me and my mom, we went up, met up with the detective. So nobody was making phone calls to us. I had to go do the work. My brother had to go do the work. And it was just like, I said, I'm going to go in person and show face because nobody, detective wasn't calling us. Nobody, just, uh, Jazz didn't call us. Um, nothing. Nobody was calling us to tell us what was going on. So um, I went to the Manhattan Township Police Department and I said, I'm here to collect my brother's things. Well, who's your brother? So I gave them the information, whatever, and they're like, okay, you know, sending the condolences. They give me. They wouldn't give it to us yet. No, they wouldn't give it to us yet because it just happened. But yeah. she was like, if you come, oh no, no, she gave it to me that day. No, that day she gave it to me. No, the lady, we had to go. Remember the a few days later to get his bag and everything and his phone. Oh, but yeah, because that's right, that chain of custody, the, all that stuff. The detectives were trying to go through his stuff to see yeah. if there was any like. And we seen on the GoPro that the detective they, they couldn't, couldn't figure out it. how to get into everything, so we got into it. So we we're like, well, give it to us. We know his stuff. We'll get into it. She's like, well, what's his password? Give it to us. We'll get into it. We'll figure it out. We want to see first beforehand. Sure. Pick up his stuff, whatever. I finally was able to retrieve his things or whatever. Um, I then asked to request who the detective was on the case. Found out who it was, Detective Jonathan Martin, and um, me and him had a discussion. Um, I said, he tried, to, he tried to say that he called our mom, whatever. I said, well, what number do you have that you called our mother to give her the information because she didn't get a call? Nobody got a call. And then he tried to say some sob story, which I could tell wasn't true. Yeah. So then finally, I said, you know, let's have a face-to-face meet. Um, and I asked him, I said, I do want to see. I know there's plenty of footage around there, and I want to see what happened leading up to Jeffrey's death. Okay, sure, come in. He was like, I don't know if that's relevant right now for you to see it. I don't know if you want to see that. I want to see it. My mother doesn't want to see it. My brother wants to see it. I want to see it because I feel like there's always going to be something missing in sure. between. And no one's but discussing it. We, I'm going to tell you what. We, I personally didn't want to see the footage. Um, I did because, we went, yeah. We went to Granite Run. Before we knew there was footage. We went there the day after. We found exact the, the exact spot. His Hold blood. On. I'm gonna everything. backtrack it. I'm gonna backtrack it. That day, that night, that everything happened. I took a drive to Grand Run, and it was so weird because I felt like I could feel Jeffrey's spirit. If you're a very spiritual person, you know. Sure. Yeah. And me and Jeffrey are like twins, so it's like um, when that happened, I drove there, and I was just like, I feel like he was right here, and I was right, right over the bush. But I was like, right. I was like. I was like, I could feel, I pulled into this, actually the same parking spot that they were at. It was so dark. You couldn't really see much. I pulled into the exact same parking spot that they were sitting at when everything happened. And I was just like, I can feel you here. And I can just, I feel you. I feel like I hear you talking to me and I can hear him say, I'm right here. Mm-hmm. I, this is where I'm at. And my boyfriend looks at me. He's like, are you okay? And I'm like, no. And I, I got cold. I was yeah. just like, I was like, I could feel him here. But I was just like, well, we'll, we'll revisit this spot in the morning, which I did. When um, the next day, push comes to shove, we move the next day, whatever. I'm like, all right, cool. That morning, I was not playing. I drove to this girl's house. I was just like trying to get a hold of her. She was in the hospital because she was, uh, whatever, she, panic she, attacks and all this she extra She literally shit. gave us, we, when we finally spoke to her, like her first thing was like, oh yeah, sorry, I was in the hospital. I'm just, I'm so fucked up, all this stuff. I had eggs this morning. I'm like, angst she, eggs oh, eggs eggs like she was just going through her whole day i didn't care about all that fast forward um <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really? i was just like fa- i was like i don't care about none of that we just my mom just wants to know we all wanted to know what happened to our brother um but fast forward a little bit we went to uh well after after we recovered this thing and we went through his phone and all that stuff we, we that's when we saw the video of, of that same day so we knew exactly what happened from three o'clock to three forty-five to about four ish a little after it um so like, okay so we had a whole hour what happened within that last hour of his death is what we wanted to know um, I got to see the footage, and then me watching that footage, I was just like, I didn't shed a tear while I was in there in that, sure. in that interrogation room, right? Because, you know, they're recording you and all that stuff. I kept looking at it. I even kept bringing the laptop closer because I'm like, this can't be right. 
I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it. There was about eight to 12 minutes where Jeffrey finally gets out of the passenger seat. Because you can't see, the, obviously, the inside of the car. So you see the back of it. Uh, and the, and the angle. The angle. Well, first of all, where the building is, where the um, security where, where cameras are. Where was it, are? if you don't mind me asking? Oh, uh, I forget what it's called. Um, it was literally right across the street from. Um, where the old Planet Fitness used to be. Yeah, on Granite on Run. Granite Run. I'm trying to think, and it's a bunch of buildings where they have like therapy sessions, and I forget what I forget what it's called. It'll come back to me, but um, it was it's literally like two thirty eight, right, something like that, two thirty yeah, five. Something. Like, I know. I think they have it as three fifteen. It's three fifteen. I remember because I remember the call log. The, the call log where I got 315 it. Three fifteen is the address of yeah, where they. Three fifteen is the, 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 the whole the building. building. It was oh, it's called it's called good something home goods. It's something like it's not home goods. Something whatever. But um, I look at the video and I'm like. I see him come out the car. And I'm like, okay, so within eight to 12 minutes, she could have texted us, called us. Hey, listen, I think your brother's about to do something crazy. I need you to get here right away, whatever. Yeah. She had time to basically contact one of us, even whether we were blocked on social media, you did all this extra shit, whatever. You, you had our mother's number. Hey, mom. She had time to do the right she had, thing. Right. She didn't though. So I see him get out the car. He's contemplating at this point. He's, he's contemplating. And I'm like, I see him. He, he gets out the passenger seat. He goes to the driver's seat. He opens up her door. I guess says a few things. You can't really, you can't, you can't hear. And he, you can't hear audio. Because again, the way the. Yeah. If you were to go there, I mean, I, don't, I didn't see the footage, but I can deduce based sure. off of he where He showed me was, a certain footage. You can see that there's a camera at the one building that would have been facing the back of her gotcha. car, but facing him. Gotcha. He wanted to show me the gotcha. uh, a footage where it didn't look like it was, just, I don't know, I guess crazy. And I'm like, well, the, the, a certain angle. And I'm like, I want to see everything. I don't care. Yeah. At this point, you're going to show me. I'm allowed yeah. to see what I want to see. I've, I'm going to get it one way or another. So I see it or whatever. And I'm looking at it. I'm like, I'm looking at this detective. I'm like, you don't. We don't see an issue here. So I'm just like, okay, so I'm just waiting. I'm looking at it. He After he he, he slams the, the driver door, he goes to the, the grass or whatever. And uh, you can tell he's contemplating. He kneels down and he's just contemplating. He's contemplating. He's contemplating. And I'm like, in my head, what's going through my mind is, yeah, I'm watching it, but I'm also thinking I'm looking at the timestamp on there. And I'm looking yeah. at how long it takes for even for him to do what he's doing. Yeah. And why and she, she didn't see, saying, how did she react to it? And I'm looking, I'm looking at the detective. I'm just like. And she said to us too, like, oh, I didn't know he had a gun. I didn't know that he was going to do that. Everything happened so fast. Oh, I didn't have time to, to react. Basically, he knelt in front of her car. Yeah, he kneeled in, in front of her car. In front of her car. Well, like he had his backside. He had his backside towards the car. So, like he's looking at the street. The bushes is right here. So, like you see the bush. He's looking at the bush. Whatever. Um, when he finally does what he does, I would say maybe like not even a minute or so. She runs out the car. She's already on the phone with nine one one. She runs out the car. Whatever. She just looks over. I hear. I know. I've heard the nine one one call. So now you're kind of. I'm visualizing everything, but I already heard it. I already read the log. I already heard it. I, all that, I'm already way, I'm 10 steps ahead of you. I hear all that, and I'm just like, so So hearing her voice in my head after I heard what I heard, I read what I read, goes into play, goes into action now. Now yeah. I'm seeing the, vid the footage. Yeah. And I, I told her, I said, I'm going to see everything. I know I'm going to see everything. My brother will let me see everything, what happened from beginning to end. Um, so she goes over, she just looks over, she's on the call, whatever. Two people that, that drove by that saw the incident came back around, made a U-turn, to see it in the video, made a U-turn oh, wow. to try to help him. Bystanders. And like, yeah, innocent bystanders. People. The one guy kind of holds her and was like pushing her away from the body. The other one goes to check to see if he has a pulse. And he does. She he didn't even, pulse. he had a pulse. He was still alive. He didn't fuck, she didn't put up, apply pressure to the wound or nothing. All she said was on the audio was that. I see oh, his brains are on the floor. His I brains are splattered dead. everywhere. He's dead. His hands are turning purple. He's dead. He's not breathing or nothing. He ne she never tries to put pressure on the wound nothing never checks his pulse never nothing. does cpr nothing, nothing. Wow. and you know in those situations those are critical it's moments critical moments you have to she doesn't know she just quit. kept screaming crying whatever you can just see it on the video the guys this this innocent bystander is holding her like pushing her away from the body while the other person is checking what i don't know who he was um you know if he 
worked in the medical field or anything like that, but he was checking him on stuff. You see the ambulance come quick. You see them come over, rush over. They're checking him and all that stuff. They're trying to help him up, um, clear him up and all that stuff. Um, at that point, the video stops. Okay. So he's just like, you know, he he, he brings it to that point, and I looked at it, and I looked at the tech, and I was like, this is all I wanted to see, but I'm just like, I don't understand. He's like, you have any questions? I'm like, yeah, I have, I have numerous questions. You don't see what's wrong with this video. And I'm just like, I see a lot of things, red flags here. She didn't help him out. I understand you go to a certain state of shock, but this is a person that supposedly said that she used to work in the medical field and she would do this and this and that. Okay, so I know people react to certain things differently, but seeing that, I'm just like, wow. I was just like, it broke my heart because I wanted to jump right through that screen and yeah. save his life and be like, yo, listen, you know, this is what it is. Um, it would that it was heartbreaking. I see him do that, and it was just like, because I was like, you know, I'm trying in my head. I'm like, well, damn, when is he gonna get closer to like what he's gonna do? Because I want to see it. It, it was it, when I, once I saw that, I was just like, I wasn't shocked. I was just like, wow. And it's the fact that he was still alive that bothers me. Yeah, he was in the ambulance. They said and that. Literally, he said, "I can't breathe." He yeah, he couldn't that. breathe. Yeah, he said so. he couldn't breathe. So it was like, but so the way, the way when I saw the way the gun hit him, it looked like it was an accident. And I say that to say because the way he positioned the gun, it looked like he wanted to put the gun away in his pocket. It actually went off. The way he had the gun, you would think that someone would take it, put it to her head. No, it was actually like this. Like, like it was tilt. As if he wanted to put it back in his pocket where he had it. Because you can't, and you have to look at the video real closely to see him pull it out. He's looking at it like this. And he's contemplating. And I'm like, how did you not know that he had a gun? And you said numerous stories. And I'm look, I can see it in the fucking video myself that he's just like sitting like this. He shakes his head, and at that point, you could just tell, in my head, I could just hear his voice saying, fuck it. But when he went to go try to look like when he went to try to put the gun away, because he never once put it up to his head. Oh, my God. He okay. never once put it up to his head, and that's what I, I was like. And I looked at the detective. I said, you don't see the issue here? Oh, um, I'm like, it's like, I would rather say, like, suicide by accident or whatever, whatever. But after, and I told my brother, I said, there was, there's something wrong with this video here. I was I watched it. I wanted him to replay that shit, but I watched it, and I physically, I seen it, I'm like, this had to be accident because I felt like he was going to put it away. The shit went off. And when it went off, it hit the back of his head and he fell forward. And when I seen that, I was just like, I wanted to scream. I waited until I got into like um, my car <laughs> and I screamed. Um, that was tough because I was like, I didn't want to show my emotions in there. But I, as soon as I got in the car is when I went off. Yeah. I was like, how could you... How could you do something like that and not even help? You have innocent bystanders. I heard your message. I heard your log, all that stuff. And then like, you don't even help somebody that you supposedly care that helped you. So I think that's what, that's, that's what's bothering me is that seeing that, how you couldn't breathe, he still had a pulse. And yeah, let's say, you know, whatever. Let's say he would have survived it, but he would have been a vegetable, whatever. To, to know that you at least tried to, yeah. to, to, to attempt to help, you didn't even do that. You had two innocent people come over like, oh, my God, they saw what happened. They made a U-turn. They immediately came in and tried to, like, help the situation. I've seen the footage. So thank you to those bystanders that, that were actually, that, that went. That tried to help. That tried brother. to help. That went in full, like, mode to, like, to save, to try to save somebody's life. Um, but then to go in the ambulance, you know, okay, he passed away in the inside the ambulance. And then that's when, you know, they, they try to clean it up as much as possible, which I think they did a horrible job. Because when we got there, we saw, like, you know, we saw some stuff and we figured where he was, where everything was at. Um so that that's that's the hurting piece and then it was just like i knew you know what i mean i was like you know i told my brother but i know he didn't want to see it in my mom and, I, and i'm glad so and when we did his funeral and stuff like that it was very beautiful for one um fast forward we didn't do an open casket or nothing like that they cleaned him up pretty nicely whatever okay. uh, we had to identify his body so we didn't let our mom go see that because she had just she was in the hospital she, had she just, just had got a stroke yeah she had, she had a stroke the, the next less day. than yeah less than 24 hours of him passing away she had a stroke so that you know and that's another topic so it was like she had a stroke and all that stuff so it's like micah had to deal with that 
on that end, and I'm over here like, damn, I feel like I'm the only one standing there. I can't even grieve to the point where it's like I have to no, worry we about. We couldn't. We couldn't. We had to. We, we had to be on our ten we're, toes. Like, we're sitting here trying to come up with eleven thousand dollars to pay yeah. his funeral. Yeah. Um. It was my mother. Uh, you know, has a stroke in front of me. I like. She almost chokes on her vomit. Like I'm trying to save my mom. The yeah. last thing it was on, you know we're gonna I mean? bury our mother and our brother in the same week, so we couldn't do that. So then he's having his anxiety attack. He's going through. What then he's I going went through. in the hospital that same night because I like, like we talked about as yeah. men, you know, we're trying to, mm-hmm. you know, keep everything in. When everything happened, I'm calling the coroner. I'm calling the funeral home. I'm dealing with that. I'm trying to take care of my mom. You know, I'm I'm, I'm trying putting to, the like, money I'm together. To, I'm trying to let our family members together. know. I'm like, this is crazy. I'm trying to conceptualize everything. Then everything happens with my mom. I got to spring into action. And like, it's like, it was so much that it was like, by the end of it, I, I'm literally, my mother's in the hospital after that whole thing. I get to the hospital and I'm sitting in the, in the, in the, my mother's um, hospital room and, and Steph looks over and says, like, bro, you're pale. And I said, I think, I think I'm having a heart attack. Like yeah. this, this is, it was so much. The point that we try to bring to this is like, regardless, okay, we weren't in his head. We don't know if he was going to do that or not, or if it was, something could have changed. But to me, it's like, bro, but you abused our brother yeah. for almost a year. He was peeing in a bucket because you wouldn't let him use the bathroom in your house. Brushing his teeth in a washing machine because you didn't want him to use the bathroom. Yep. And then you got assholes online who will say, well, he was a man. Okay, but if he would have killed her or beat the shit out of her, then he'd be in jail, right? You would say something's wrong with, obviously, right? You did something wrong. But why aren't we talking about the fact that men can and do, in fact, become become victims of violence, of of, of domestic violence, of intimate partner violence? You know, I think about that a lot. Like, damn, if you would have never met this bitch, would he still be here? Yeah. Or if I would have said something differently, or if I would have just picked him up, that night that I said, oh, I'll just come get you. What if I would, what if he would still be here? Like, I have to live with that. And I know people say, oh, you can't think about that. It's not your fault or there's nothing that would have changed or whatever. But I don't know that. Yeah, we don't know that. I don't know that. What if I would have just got the fuck out of bed yeah. and drove to where his location was and picked him up and just took him back to my, back to my friend's house where I was living at the time? Like, would he still be here? I don't know that. And that's something I have to live with. Or the, or the things that I said to him, like, oh, get over it. Be a man. You know, we're men. We're not supposed to be like that. Like, yeah. you know, if what if I would have said something different that could have changed the way he looked at himself? Maybe I should have been more compassionate and said, bro, it's okay. Like, we all fall. Like, we all have situations. That doesn't make us bad people. We're not bums. We're not, we're not like, unworthy of living just because we're not financially okay yet. Yeah. Yeah. Shit, most, of, most people don't, most men don't get their financial status until they're in their late 30s or 40s right. or 50s. I, and, like, I wish I would have been more encouraging in that part. Like, but like Steph said, what, what, what's the herpes is that the way that she treated him, the way and she isolated him. Situation. And then after the fact, you know, not one time, when we went to that woman's house, and her children were outside and they were like, yeah, our mom's a piece of shit basically and did all this stuff, you know, and they were trying to keep them apart because they realized that it was toxic. These are 16, 16 or 17 year old kids wow. that knew that something was wrong with the mother and knew there was something wrong in the relationship and was trying to protect our brother from her. Wow. Yeah. And, and, and I sit outside and I said, to the, I said to these kids, I said, it's not your fault that you didn't ask to be born to the parents you were born to. Yeah, I hope yeah. that you become great people in spite of your mother. Mm-hmm. You know? I said, I hope you guys, when and, you guys reach 18, move out, your, move out this house and do what you got to do for and you. I, and I said to them, I said, damn. I said, the adult in this situation doesn't even have the fucking, and I said it just like this, she don't have the fucking vagina. 
She can't be a come woman and, talk and come out here and, and give her condolences to our mother mm. or to us. Because at the end of the day, you were the last one with him. And I, and I, I said to her, I said, and when she came out, you know, God forgive me, but when she came out, I told her, I said, I hope that haunts you for the rest of your life. I, I hope every time you close your eyes, that all that's the last thing you see. Mm-hmm. Because my brother did that for a reason. That's why he did it in front of you. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, I think the best thing, too, for people to, to somewhat understand, too, is nobody... Nobody in their right mind would choose to want to willingly be emotionally abused in right. such a way. And so once, when you see something like that happening, uh, I think if we could normalize the, the conversation more by saying, like, we got to start talking about right. where, where men are at mentally. Yeah. And, 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 um, I, you know, it's, it's hard listening to the story. Um, because right away it's like, um, I know a lot of guys that go through something like that. Mm -hmm. I've, I've experienced things not to that degree, but, but enough to be like, damn, where, where was I mentally that I allowed that to happen? Right. Um, and you're right. 2020 hindsight can be the biggest burden sometimes to Mm -hmm. carry. Um, but I think it's safe to say that you, you were also in a in a place of of loving and supporting your brother in other ways as well. That one moment hopefully shouldn't haunt you. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, but it's understandable because you never know what can happen. Right. I've had that experience with my mm-hmm. own father. You know, like I wish I would have just not been such a fucking pissed off person because you wouldn't reach out to me, mm-hmm. you know. And and I wish I would have stayed in touch more. I wish I would have. I didn't introduce him to my last daughter because he, he didn't even know she was born. Yeah. I regret that now. Yeah. But you don't know that. Yeah. You don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do applaud you both because um, considering all that and still trying to, to, like I said, you've told the story numerous times already, but I know it's important to you. Um, and it's a shame that he didn't get the right I, I, I'm, I'm assuming that that's also a burning factor is like he deserved better even in the situation that he was in and the way that he died he didn't deserve to die like that yeah. you could have at least gotten out and I think that's important for a lot of people to understand like people show you who they are um, more than once and I feel like she show, she really showed who she was in that moment mm-hmm to solidify your your assumptions and opinions of her yep. prior to that. You know what I mean? Because sometimes yep. it's like, I don't know. Let me get to know this person. I nope. think you guys were pretty square on yep. with your assumptions about I her. I trust my gut when I meet somebody. Yeah, and it's never left me astray because I'm not informed by my trauma. I look at people for who they are mm-hmm. and I don't need to... Uh, uh, if there's in a lot of situations, I feel like I don't need to have a conversation with you. If I feel like you're off, you're not going to be around me. It's just yeah. that yeah. simple. Yeah, I don't... You know, so... And, and this is why, you know, we we're doing these podcasts and doing the videos that we do. And it's because, you know, we want our brother's memory to stay alive in a sense. Yes. Talk about the good times um, and the bad times and talk about him. But also this is why we 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 want to start a foundation for him. Like there's things that we want to do for not just in his memory, but for other men sure. out there. Men you know, that's why, well, like, yeah. if you notice our shirts, they just do something. Yeah. Which yes. is which I love is it. thank um, you for getting me one. I'm gonna take a picture in it soon. Which is um, J- uh, JDS, which was our brother's initials, Jeffrey D'Angelo Solis. Got you. Just okay. do something. So if you see somebody that is struggling emotionally, mentally, just do something, and and that and that goes more in 
in line even with the fact that this woman it was inaction you did nothing yeah yeah when you had an opportunity to do something you chose not to do anything and sometimes it's just as simple as saying I mean, you could have lied to him for all that. You know, yeah. you know what? Let's talk about it. Yeah, yeah I'm know? sorry. How can I'm we figure sorry. this out? Let's yeah. figure this out. You know the same what? way you lie throughout you, the whole relationship. Just right. be like, hey, listen, I'm sorry. You know, let's work on it. This is not, you know, let's not go hey, about I don't this. condone lying, but sometimes you got to lie. Yeah. In that situation, I mean, like, you have to get that person off of, you know, what they're going through or like whatever. Get them off of that situation and be like, listen, you know. Let's, let's work on it. I'm right. sorry. And, and while you're saying that, send us a text before. Like, hey, listen, this is where we're at. Come, qu- come quick. Come right yeah, now. Absolutely. I'm going to try to do whatever I can do. Bye. See you when you get here. Right. But then right. we'll be like, yo, we're on our way. None of that. None of that. And there, there's no compassion. And there's no, There was no emotion to afterwards. It was just, as like, soon as we saw it, was, it wasn't my fault. Right. To me, I feel, uh-huh. like, I feel like you wanted that to some extent. In my opinion is anyway. Because, sure. I mean, in front of our own mother, he, she said before, oh, he should just kill himself. Yeah. Oh, wow. Who says that? Like, this is the person that you're like, with that you care that? about that you love like I don't get that and I'm sorry like you know to take away it I want the viewers to know you know if you're going through something like this a situation like this and the I'm sorry shit is it's gonna get worse yeah. you're gonna go back and say, no you're not gonna get better. that ber- that person has to get themselves better before they do anything in reference to like um, trying to be with that you know being together in that situation like just leave as much as, as hard as you can get the help that you need um, to get away and yeah. not look back because it's like you don't want to end up like uh you know with those thoughts and I'm sure we all have those thoughts. Yeah. I've I've gone through it and he's gone through it. You've gone through it. Yeah. Um, but then it's like you know you have this selfish as it is, right? Then you're just like I. To me, it's like I gotta snap out of it. I can't be like that because one, I start thinking about other things. Our father wouldn't like that. I have kids now. I have my brother, my mother. You know, I have people that care about me. I know they genuinely care about me, but it's like, do I care about myself in that moment? No. Yeah. I'm being selfish. Yeah. I want to do something to myself. Right. And just forget it. But then it's like, damn, he like like what we were talking about um, him doing that. OK, yeah, he did what he did. And it's like we have the pain and suffering. We deal with the pain and suffering. Yeah. When you when you die by suicide, you know, when you when you take that avenue, you know, you're you're just transferring the pain to someone else. Yeah. yeah. And and I've been in those situations. I've I've tried to commit suicide, you know, sure. Three times in my life. So, I've tried to. Yeah. Um, and in the moment when it's like that one moment where you kind of feel yourself slipping away is regret. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, Oh my God, I don't really want to do this. Yeah. I don't really want to die. I just, I don't want to hurt or I want somebody to care or I need somebody to, to tell me it's going to be okay. Or I need, sure. I just, I need that support. You know what I mean? Um, and I think that, um, it's important for people to recognize that it's not that you want to die. You just don't want to feel the way you do. And it's not, it's just, I know it sounds difficult, but it's just a moment in time. No, and it absolutely. will pass. Absolutely. And it on the flip pass. side too, it's also like trying to understand where people are when they're in a state of, this is my only option. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, that, that it shouldn't be taken lightly. You know, I feel like this conversation really is shining a good light on not only mental health in regards to like what we're talking about, but also like, Somebody that does something like that or back to our conversation when we were talking about, um, you know, she was posting things and looking for attention. Yeah. Sometimes that is what it is. Yeah. It's it's they're in this place, whatever it is, and they're asking for help. Yes. Or they're just going to do something that they are going to re- I would think that Jeffrey is is regretting this action mm-hmm. you know in regards to like he's not able to see his family like you guys grow nephews and nieces grow but hindsight is 2020 we come right back to that right but there are some things that you can't undo right at 1000% and it's important to 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 think um 
think about those things. Like, you know, you feel this way now, but you're not always going to feel like that. Right. Yeah. You know, it, it's taken a lot of therapy for me and a lot of growing up to recognize, you know, I'm not always going to feel this way. Yeah. Right now I'm hurting. Right now I'm angry. Right now I have a lot of feelings. I'm not always going to feel this way. Right. You know what I mean? So what? I'm not going to take that step because I don't want to feel this way now. Sometimes you just have to go through the feelings. Yeah. You got to feel it and eventually you will get through it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and you know, and that's why, like, like I said, we're, it's so important to us and why we've, ta- we've talked about doing a foundation in Jeffrey's name, um, try to have shelters for men because there are men out there that go through domestic violence. There are men out there that go through uh, mental health issues that don't have resources. I'm not mm. saying that women shouldn't have resources because we can talk about yeah, you know what I mean. Wait, women have plenty of resources, but, but women it's have fair, men. It's you fair fairly to have see it. this yeah. conversation. Yeah. Yes. Have to. Let's call it what it is. It yes. is what it is. Women, women have, have all plenty of resources. resources. Men need resources. Men need that too. too. You know, there are plenty of vets out there with PTSD that struggle with uh, with suicidal ideations sure. that don't have any support from the government, the the country that they served. Um, you know, to to get to get help, whether it's mental health help, whether it's you know, housing. Um, you know, I can't tell you just right there on um. What is that? Wall, uh, Wallbank and um, is that Wallbank? No, um, Marietta Avenue and the Columbia Avenue where they intersect. That one corner, there's always a homeless vet. Well, Marietta Avenue and Columbia is Avenue that, are parallel. Are parallel. So what's that one street that's in between? There's several. There's Marietta and then there's the one street that's in between by that. I can't. Um, the Prospect? By that Sunoco. Is no, that Prospect? Oh, you said Sunoco. Oh, the Sunoco. It's Prospect Road. There's a yeah. Sunoco like on the Columbia Avenue. Avenue yeah, and Columbia Avenue. Road. No, you're too far out. It's closer to the city. It's Prospect oh. Road. It's where we turn off on Marietta Avenue and the Sunoco's on the left-hand side. Whatever. Something like that, yeah. There's a street where Marietta <laughs> and this one street intersect, okay. and okay. every day I pass by there, and it's the same homeless guy. Okay. That says I'm that homeless anything helps it. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, sure. He's always standing on that corner, and it's like, and I think to myself often, like, what can I do to help that guy? Yeah, yeah I could give him money. I try to get people food. Like, if I have, or, you know, whatever, I could do that, but like, okay, but that's not that doesn't. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't immediate. solve yeah, yeah. The, the just the issue. for yeah, that's a situation for like for you now. know what I mean. It doesn't solve the issue. Like okay, like how can we get people who are drug addicts or who are in abusive relationships, men that are going through these things? How do we help them? Granted, we can only do so much, right? But we, I feel like there has to be some type of resource out there for men because again, Jeffrey didn't have. There's no domestic violence shelter for men. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't exist. At least not that I've seen. I know there's like the Y, like the YMCA or the YWMCA. That they have like the shelter up top, but that's for women and children. Women. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. YMCA doesn't have anything for, for men. Yeah. You know, like you have these conversations that, yo, men are, there's men that are victims of intimate partner violence and people will laugh and say, well, they're men. Yeah. yeah. They can beat her up or they can get out. Like I had a conversation with a guy who was like after my brother had passed and was like, oh, well. He's he was bigger than her. Even the detective was like he was bigger than her. Oh, he's six foot, two hundred forty pounds, two fifty pounds. He would he could have got he away. He could have easily like gotten yeah. out of the situation. Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes I wish I'm like, yo, why didn't you just punch this bitch in the face? No, yeah, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean. Yeah. And again, I'm not advocating for violence, but yeah, yeah. it's hard not to think about that sometimes when you have so many people that are like, well, he's a man and he could have did this and he could have did that, and then you start to wonder like, why didn't he? Yeah, and, and it's. It's the emo- that Yeah, that's what I was going to get right into. Yeah. And, and that really, again, that comes back to like, um, it does make sense to sit there and go, why didn't I? There was times where I, in my past relationships, where I, where I was like, I'm really going to knock you out. Yeah. But there were so many other levels of yeah. knowing that's wrong, knowing I'm a man, knowing what that'll look like. 
I need you to keep myself. In jail real quick. My emotions yeah. need to be. Yeah. There's men think like that. Yep. And it's like, no, nah, I can't, I can't wall out. I, I can't, can't be emotional. I, can't, I know what this will look like. My mother's going to wonder why I did this. The yep. women yeah. in my family are going to want to know why I did this. Again, Painted not advocating it. Yeah. It's not right. But right. considering where men go because of emotional abuse or any type of abuse doesn't surprise me why we are where we are now. And to couple with what you were saying, like it does help. Yep. To, to, we need to start having these conversations and having these places, but the conversation really needs to start because yeah. you can have these places and men are going to be like, I'm good. Yeah. Oh, I'm not going to So do we that. need to change the narrative. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And by doing that is by having these conversations, talking to our children, raising them differently. Not so much like, you know, you want to have a sense of pride as men, mm -hmm. but come with an emotional understanding where yeah. I tell my son all the time. He just started dating, as a matter of fact. He's 17 years old. He just started dating this girl. He likes her. And the first thing I told him was, Papi, you just make sure that she treats you good. I know you're going to treat her good because I raised you better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But that doesn't mean treating her good doesn't mean you allow her yeah, yeah. to treat to, you however she to wants. To treat you however she wants because if you keep her, if you remind her, I'm sorry, I have prior, I have boundaries, that's not disrespecting her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's respecting yourself trying to instill that in our children yeah is really where where this needs to start because i can't see i see this happening and i want it to happen but it's going to take like a good 15 years mm -hmm. to get as a nation as mm -hmm. a people yeah and it starts with like like i said these conversations normalizing them putting them on oh yeah podcasts and and shows and yeah man i mean shit the conversation now people will say oh people men are too effeminate Men yeah. are too feminine. They're yeah. having, they, 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 oh, you want to have self care, like do your nails and yeah. do this. Oh, that's so, you're acting like a woman. Yeah. You're acting, like as if it's so like beneath yeah. us as men to like be in tune with our emotions and right. also to give ourselves self care. Right. And self love. Like, right. like we're not, it's like so many people think of it as it's like a, a badge of honor in your male, your maleness, your manhood to suffer. Right. Yeah. And if you're not suffering enough, you're not man enough. Yeah. Or you're not a real that. man. I appreciate that. And to be full transparent and like I've learned from this podcast because in my 20s and 30s, that was my mindset. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And as I've grown older and I've had conversations, I've learned to be like, look, there's some things that I like to do and there's some things that I don't. But I can't knock you mm -hmm. or put you in a label you. Yeah. yeah put you what in I'm box. saying. Yeah. Right. Uh, at the end of the day, we are who we are. We have to live our truth mm -hmm. and we have to just show love and respect to each other. That's, I feel like also a part of where, where men will be comfortable. Yeah. I got some things on my mind I need to talk about mm -hmm. because they feel that residual respect and love all around. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I appreciate this. Yeah. Appreciate y'all coming down. Um, Thanks for having um, us. Oh yeah. my God. Like, like I said, I, I, I know you all got to go. I could talk forever. We're about 10 minutes. I, know, after I was like, this conversation, this is like, this I'm is doing the pee pee. Dance right now. <laughs> we can have this conversation. This conversation is so broad and you can continue yeah. having this conversation and spreading the awareness. But it's like, you know, right. We just need the people to do the work too. As Absolutely. Well. You know, Absolutely. everyone has to play their part. Yeah. We, we have to shift the narrative. You know, yeah. it can't always be about stop acting like a woman or being like a feminine. Oh, men are supposed, we're supposed to be this. I see it 
all the time, man. Yeah. Always people saying like, oh no, like when are men going to go back to being men and yeah, stop yeah, doing Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a conversation I've seen before. And I'm like, who's the, al- uh, the alpha male? And I'm yeah, like, bro, that, like not for not, nothing. I try not to read some of the comments too because it's like, it's stupid. You know, <laughs> Yo, I'm like, I'm like, I, I'm like, you guys don't have a brain. And that's literally what I, I'm like, there's no common sense. That's that's my favorite line. I'm like, you don't have any common sense and there's no brain in your head because right. it's like, okay, but if you if you know somebody that was going through something similar, that, similar to that, whatever, my cousin or my brother or whoever, they didn't have to go through that. But it's somebody else and it's like, yeah. oh, well, he was six foot whatever. He was 200 and whatever pounds and he couldn't get through this. No. That's ridiculous. It's, it's wild. I feel like if we're going to talk about real men, real men are the ones that understand yeah. that these this is what needs to happen. These conversations yeah. need to, needs, needs to happen. Whether well, it's uncomfortable, uncomfortable conversations need to happen. Yeah. It is what That's it is. That's how we grow. It is what it is. Well, Stephanie, Micah, thank you so much for Thanks joining for having me. Us. Thank you for having us. Glad we met. This now you got to get on our podcast Absolutely. at some point. We'll just talk more shit. I got to go for it. <laughs>